This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Knowledge is power when it comes to healthier eating. A recent study shows that restaurant patrons order lower calorie foods when menus display that information. There were some that were surprised, but generally speaking, it definitely piqued their interest when they saw the calorie information on the menus. It definitely opened their eyes. Then, research into plastics containing BPA led to recommendations to avoid it. But should alternative plastic products be avoided too? We'll hear from an expert. 20 years ago, we stumbled upon a BPA effect. Here we are 20 years later, and again, we were in the course of our studies when suddenly the data for our control animals started to look very strange. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A recent study of restaurant patrons showed that their food choices can change when menus highlight the calorie counts of each item. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. A new study from Cornell University shows people at full-service restaurants choose dishes with fewer calories when the menu lists the calories per item. The study of 5,500 people shows they select meals with about 45 calories less. This comes at a time when experts describe American obesity as an epidemic. Joining us now is the study's co-author, Alex Suskind, an associate professor at Cornell's School of Hotel Administration. Professor, your research comes shortly after the government's nationwide requirement that chain restaurants with at least 20 stores post calorie counts on menus and menu boards. Are you surprised that people did act upon the calorie information? No, not really. We kind of expected the information to influence their purchasing behavior. We just weren't sure exactly how it would play out. Did the reduced calorie choices occur only in entrees? Yes, they occurred in entrees and appetizers. And that was kind of interesting because the way full-service dining works generally is that Guests, when they sit down, they're given a beverage menu. Then they're also given a menu that has the appetizers and the main courses. And they don't get a dessert menu until after they're done consuming the first part of their meal. And so the reduction basically took place on that main menu, and it didn't show a reduction in the beverages or the desserts. So it was basically that middle part of the meal that the reduction was found. I believe there was some speculation in your study that by the time the dessert decision came around, there was decision fatigue? Well, you could say decision fatigue, and another way that we look at it also is that sometimes guests make decisions about dessert, you know, long before they order their entrees, that they basically say, yeah, well, I'm going to have dessert tonight. And so we hypothesize that that's probably also working when they make their selection, when they make their dessert selection, that they've already made a decision to do it, or they put everything behind them already from the beginning part of the meal. So they're basically starting afresh when they get the dessert menu dropped off at their table to make their decision. Interesting. Do some people you believe make wrong assumptions? For example, I've heard many people go into a restaurant and say, oh, I'm on a diet. I'm going to have the salad. That must be fewer calories than this soup or this sandwich. Are they wrong about that? 
Well, yes. It all depends. One example from our study, I think, will kind of answer that question. So there was one entree on the menu in one of the restaurants that was a vegetarian dish, and it actually ended up having more calories than a lot of the other entrees that were traditional, like the salmon entree or the chicken entree. And so this vegetarian dish ended up having more calories than the other ones, and that surprised a few people. Not only the guests, but some of the culinary managers that were responsible for creating the dishes and serving them. Reducing your intake by 45 calories may not sound like a lot, but is this an important behavioral change, nonetheless? It is because we were just looking at guests at one meal at one particular point in time. And so, if you think about this reduction from this one particular measurement that we took, there's an opportunity for them to actually benefit from this throughout their dining behavior. So, if guests eat out more often, it's very likely that this reduction will add up over time. So, this was just one particular meal that we were looking at, and so we feel that there's probably a larger effect out there. We obviously only captured one of them through this study, not multiple occasions. We're visiting with Alex Suskind, Cornell University associate professor, on a new study about people choosing lower-calorie foods when restaurants list calorie counts. Professor, big picture now: How bad is the obesity problem in this country? Well, we're starting to see it add up. We're starting to see people with higher levels of obesity, and it's not going away. It's actually getting worse over time. And to be fair, my co-author John Cawley is probably more connected to the obesity side of the equation and knows a little bit more about that. And I think he did report there's nearly 40 percent of the population obese, so a big, big problem. We had mentioned before that people might make wrong assumptions. Are Americans just not as educated as we think we are about diet? Well, we need information. Is really what it comes down to. That when consumers have information about the things they consume, we can see that they start to make better choices. And really, that's what this is all about: is just provide consumers with information and let them make decisions about what's best for them and what's right for them. If you don't have any idea of the calorie count or the nutrient value of the stuff that you're eating, you can't make informed decisions. And so, I think it's important that. People become informed, and then they can make the right decisions consistently over time. And on that point, your study cites research saying between one fourth and one fifth of Americans eat at a full-service restaurant on any given day. Is so much eating out actually hindering people from knowing how much calories they consume? Well, if you're eating out a lot, the chances are you don't have access to as much nutritional information as you would if you're reading the labels of the food that you have at home. Most of the goods that we purchase and we consume at home already have labels on them. Almost everything that we buy. So, not having that information again is a limitation. And so, again, you're making decisions about what you're consuming without complete and full information. And that's not just for the calories; it's also for nutrient value, sodium, and some of these other things as well. I understand that even the restaurant chefs were surprised at the calorie counts. Do you have any examples? Sure, there were a couple of dishes. One I had given you earlier about that vegetarian dish. It ended up having about 30 percent more calories than they had estimated or guessed. And there was another dish on the menu. It was a tomato soup with a grilled cheese that really surprised them. It was very high in calories, way more than they had anticipated. So when you add cream and when you add full fat cheese and you add butter, that stuff starts to add up. And even olive oil has a fair number of calories. 
Do the findings, therefore, suggest that one strategy for fighting this obesity is to have chefs undergo vigorous training on preparing tasty, low-calorie meals? That's certainly one solution, and we already see that out in industry where chefs are thinking more about what's going into the dishes, and they're making decisions to make substitutions that have a positive health benefit. But you also have to keep in mind that a lot of times guests go to restaurants to indulge and to have things as a special treat or a special occasion. And, you know, under those circumstances, I think it's also important to provide maybe some decadence in menus. But the key is providing information. If you have information about what you're putting in your mouth, then you can make a decision. Yes, I'm going to splurge today, and that's totally fine. If you don't have that information, you really can't make informed decisions. Professor Alex Suskind of Cornell University, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, are there new dangers in plastic food and drink containers? That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 